What's going on? This is Was That In Good Taste, your podcast for alcohol equity and sometimes even humor. As always, I am your main, most important host, producer, the one that does everything, JB. And I'm joined, as always, by the just as equal, but only because he's white. I'm the hot one, Chandler Phillips. Thank uh, you like for joining I have to us. Turn it down for you to say that, because my mic allows it to, to hear you. Who are you again, Chandler Phillips? Chandler, motherfucking Phillips. Chandler, motherfucking Phillips. And this week we're gonna be talking, fucking I, something, but mixed between being a man and also between circumcision and Hanukkah. We are going to analyze aspects of toxic, toxic masculinity. And see if we can figure out just what it means to detoxify, to detox. Oh, so we're really we're what? detoxing max. Fuck, we're detoxing masculinity. <laughs> Chandler, you know what I'm gonna do. What are you gonna do now? I press two buttons at the same time. I'm making Wait. a man out of you. You're gonna be a man. We must be swift as the coursing river With all the force of a great typhoon With all the strength of a raging fire Mysterious the, as the, the dark, dark side, side of, of the, the moon. moon Oh, God. Bro. Bro. I, I, okay, anyway. <laughs> um, of course, as always... <laughs> Before we get started, don't forget to do the thing, the like, the comments, uh, to make sure that my watch is on silence so that you're not always hearing the things. And you know how you can do that? You can do that by supporting us simply by going to anchor.com. Anchor.com. That's a lie. That's a, Don't say that. No, anchor.fm. FM forward slash. What's that? In good taste. In good taste. Anchor.fm, because Anchor.am is a little bitch. <laughs> and this week, because we're talking this, I just thought it'd be fun for us to drink something. <laughs> I can't even say this. This guy is, this guy, this guy. Uh, we're going to be drinking something a little. We're doing something. Wait, are you going to say it? You weren't going to say it, were you? A little fruity. <gasps> How dare you? I didn't say it was okay. It's 2025. You can't keep talking we about this. We are revisiting a classic that we did here <laughs> twice already. This is our third time doing it because it's a good drink. But we well, the first it time it was a Mai summer, Tai. First time we did it for summertime. I don't know if you remember. And the second so time. So we did it for summertime. We did it again when we did uh, our beach episode. We did right? it. No, I think we did a summertime. Oh, no, no. Summertime when the weather is red. Wow. We did it like, we, wow, we've been doing this drink for a while. We did summertime. Then we revisited it. I think it was for, because we were doing Christmas. Was it Christmas July that we did it? Yeah. No, that was Coquito. Whatever. We did it. We did it but. twice. Doesn't matter. And now we're revisiting a Mai Tai. But this time, it's exactly the same. It's the same shit. Which I'm going to put in the show notes. But. It has peach blossom liqueur instead, so it tastes like a fucking popsicle. Well, and it's pink. No, it was pink last time. Oh, so yeah. this time it's redder. It's an hour time. This time it's more, a little bit more pink. Well, why is Come it Come on, that was a good communist joke. Oh. 
I'm a, I'm not a fucking I'm a, not a tanky. I'm a socialist. Why is it pink? Why does it matter that it's pink? Because pink is the traditional color symbol of masculinity. Uh, we're not, we're go, skip ahead a little bit. Damn. Because it's perceived as feminine. It's a feminine symbol. Oh, okay. I thought we were. No, it's because it's perceived as. It's per- yeah. Per- it, people are like, oh, it's pink. It must be girly. And how did you drink a girly drink? It, what are you on your period? You're on your period or something? <laughs> and I know it's funny because we've we, so fuck. This is a really good drink, though. I just killed mine. <laughs> the I reason why I think it. it's important because. We have a bit to do. We're going to talk briefly about a few things, circumcision, masculinity, but Thanksgiving just happened. We skipped the week because it's Thanksgiving. We've skipped the last three weeks. It's, wow, this is our third Thanksgiving skipping. You know that? More like Skipsgiving. I know. <laughs> More like Skipsgiving. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Wow. Um, but... <laughs> I thought I thought it was cool to well, like to revisit this drink and to revisit what happened to us last week because we can't really talk about how good this drink is again because we've done that. Let's talk about what happened. It's fruity. It's delicious. It's on the Thanksgiving, like, tasty. That's the drink. Now on to the Thanksgiving. I mean, it's it's really it, it is. It's delicious. It's fruity. It's tasty. It's pink. Let's talk Thanksgiving. How was yours? What it did was you do? rough, bro. We're so rough, <laughs> bro. Bro. Can I get a? Oh, that's not the. I mean, I'll take it though. Can I get a? Yeah. I meant to go. Bro. Um. So, uh, my friend Miguel Maldonado, Miguel Angel, or as he would say, Angel Maldonado, he passed away at the age of thirty-six years old. Um, he was told originally that he would live past like ten, then sixteen, and then. 31 and i'm gonna tell you he uh i i i think it's I, important that i mention him because um his house caught on fire and they all escaped and what? then the ambulance lights caused him to have a seizure because he had an epileptic condition oh shit and it fucking killed him and i love miguel and he would think that's hilarious. And I've been friends with him for 20 years. He's one of the people I'm closest with. So that was the weekend right before Thanksgiving. So I didn't really feel like doing what I was, my original plan was. I went and I saw my mother and we hung out. And, you know, we didn't really talk about it, but she knew him. She was She knew him. And it was, you know, it was just good for me to spend time with my mother because I love my mother, and you know when things get really hard, I don't really, I don't, I don't complain to my mother, but I just like to be around her, mm-hmm. you know. And so, like everything I've been doing is kind of like Thanksgiving. I can't like he passed away right before Thanksgiving. That's terrible. Yeah, that's hard. But um, you know, he when like, you think of like the idea, like we we talk masculinity and all this shit, like. That's not the kind of thing. Like he was a little performative because he was a little insecure because he 
was like always very shy and he like struggled with his like illness and stuff like that. But when it came down to like really just existing and being, you know, he was always open and he was always like, I'll cry. I don't care. Like men can, man can cry. Like he's, he was always like very open to do that. And so like, I didn't, I decided to go to work instead of going to his funeral. Cause I couldn't fucking see him like that because, um, you know, I feel like, the kind of thing he would say is like, I don't want to go to my fucking funeral. Like, celebrate me as I am. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's the, that's literally the kind of thing he would say. Like, if he was like, go to my funeral, fuck it. Like, go to my funeral. But like... Rather you take the time to get fucked up. I don't, well, he didn't. He couldn't drink because no. the medicine. He, but like, he would still be like, yeah. Maybe like, not get fucked up, but no, have a but good he, time. You know what? He would probably say, like, if you want to get fucked up, get fucked up. I can't drink. I can't really do it. But like, you could do it. Mm. So, Thanksgiving was... Surprisingly, not as rough as I thought it was going to be, but, you know, I lost, like, the person who's, like, one of the core existence of my being, Oof. you know, but, like, <laughs> you know, I'm fortunate to have a friend that long, so, you know, fuck it, like, it was Thanksgiving, and I got to spend with my mother, and, you know, it fucking happened, so, how was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> um well not that heavy <laughs> oh god my thanksgiving <laughs> took place on a friday <clears throat> went out on a thursday i had work oh i was working all day um but on friday i mean you didn't go to california i didn't i california. stayed stayed local um you know it's it's about to be a long December. Uh, I pour some of my cocktail into your glass. I appreciate the spirit of communism. Socialism. I'm a socialist. Right. Because there's a difference. <laughs> tell me about your Friday. <laughs> we didn't talk about this earlier off mic. Tell me. No, I had a really good, uh, I guess, Friendsgiving. I, I like to call it Thanksgiving. Um, cause it's the day we give danks to our friends and family. And if they are in need of dank, then we smoke them the dank. And so, uh, our mutual friend had a, uh, party or uh, a get together. <laughs> and, um, initially I was relieved of cooking duties but i'm gonna be honest thanksgiving is my i heard you made a roast i made a great roast thanksgiving is my favorite holiday and it has nothing to do with the like history of thanksgiving like uh, it's that's a tricky subject but on just the pure indigenous indigenous people's day it's i'll take it indigenous people's day i love thanksgiving because in my family's tradition or in most families' tradition, it's a day that sanctifies the kitchen. And I think <clears throat> I think that's important, where it brings the community and the family together around uh, the just the we 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 are conscious and humble about the people and just systems and functions that provide us with food. And I think that's important. 
whether you know it has to be tied to pilgrims or Columbus or genocide. Uh, you know, it's that's one thing. I don't. I, if we never talked about the first Thanksgiving in U.S. history ever again, who, and just said, "All right, who cares?" All right, yeah, yeah. Well, we could still talk about you know the fallout of that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, of I'm course. not trying to sweep that under the rug. No, no, but yeah, like, yeah. If we just said, "All right, Thanksgiving is a U.S. holiday where we celebrate the fall harvest." I mean, that's my mother and I. Like, I, I gave my mother her, her gift today. Which is I get I got her an Apple Watch or whatever, and we always say Happy Non-Denominational Gift Day uh-huh. because like who cares? Like the, the my mother and I have always had this philosophy that holidays exist as an excuse to spend time with people you care about. Exactly, and they're arbitrary, but the their arbitrariness doesn't diminish the importance of that time. I agree. Um, it's so funny because you mentioned how about how important it is that like it's like a kitchen holiday. So my mother and I we did uh we did a like Thai vegan chicken chicken dish and like Ooh. like it was very good and like you know uh sweet potatoes and collard greens. We did stuff. And then I got on a train from New Jersey, came back to New York, and then I prepared at like one in the morning on mise en place. For the potluck at my fucking job the next day. Oh damn! Which I made a pot- uh, a potato um, leek soup, and I did like a vegan beef stir fry that actually was a hit. A vegan beef stir fry. Yeah, I use like I made satan. It's a whole thing. Satan. But can I say I spent all that time and that effort? I can't even fucking try the soup. The soup was actually technically like the hardest part. Oh, leek soup is one of my favorite, but. It, it, it has it to be done right. Side. Yeah, it has yes. to be done right. And so I prepared everything the night before, and I did it before I had to go to work because I made it. And you know, me, one other person, he made oxtails. Ooh, and then up. somebody else bought rice, and the other seven people did nothing. They did <laughs> nothing. They didn't even bring in like store bought like no. cookies or some shit. Nope. Bogus. But you know, the fact that it's like a family holiday, it works. And I, I think it's good. And I think it matters like that. It does. And that's how I choose to celebrate it is it's not it's not really about tradition in the sense of like, oh, the pilgrims. It's about tradition and just put yourself aside, make something for the group. Like it's it's a potluck holiday. That's really all it is. And I love the spirit of potlucks. Because it's socialism at its finest. Oh, now it's socialism. Gotcha. You know, us as socialism. Christmas. Commenting on our podcast and leaving your opinion. Because your opinion matters. <laughs> You're all part of this community. So you can comment where. We listen to your, vo- to your voice. To your, your voice. Vote. Yeah. The five people who left five-star reviews. You're all awesome. But if you don't like it, leave a zero star review. Leave and to a the thirty six people who left us no star reviews, we'll fucking find you. We, <laughs> I have a skill. I'll find you, and and, and I'll convince you to love and me. And I'll convince you, please, please just love me. I'm so sad. <laughs> just pity me at the very least. Love me everywhere, like Anchor.fm force us what's that in good taste on Instagram and. 
art of giving up or Twitter for this guy, whatever, he doesn't use it. Or oh. Instagram or fucking though he doesn't use it either. You know, I'm not I'm not wrapping up. I'm just fucking dropping it early. Okay, that's what I think. I was he was confused. looking at the thing. You got to add ten minutes. Okay, okay. that that t- that clock is is wrong. You got to add ten minutes. I was just throwing it in the beginning. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fucking this guy. So confused. I'm throwing it at the beginning so that people minute. can understand because we're about to start talking about penises. Wait. But before we get into that, Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm. <laughs> when you love Anchor, you'll never sink. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You know the Titanic wouldn't have sank if they would have thrown out their Anchor.fm. Mm. You know, I really blame sinking of the Titanic on the Jews. Iceberg. <laughs> it's a pretty Jewish last name. <laughs> You're a Jewish person. I I am not engaging in. I I have nothing to do with this. Okay, this this right here. I can't believe that you support the Holocaust. Neat. What I cannot believe that you are so anti-Semitic. Neat. I I cannot believe that you would fucking do that. How dare you? You know, sulfating Jews are just the product of our environment. Ding! <laughs> Gee, I can't. Um, are you circumcised? <laughs> I am proudly circumcised, actually. Dude, why am I circumcised? I'm black. I don't understand. I'm not going to lie. I know why. Why are you circumcised? Like, I know what my mother told me. Because I got to you. <laughs> my mother told me that when she was in the hospital... They said to her, oh, do you want to do this? It's like a thing you should do. So she was 17 when she had me, so she said yes. That but, was it? Yes. I mean, they the, doctor, like, the hey. doctor tells you, hey, you should do this. You're like, okay, right, yeah. The doctor tells you. It's kind of like when you bring your car in for an oil change, and they're like, you should probably rotate your tires, too. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, is that me turning the nuts? Or, like, do you actually take off? Wait, what did it say? Rotate the tire? Oh, I know why. Wait, okay. I know. Wait, 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 wait I understand. Can, can you get I, it through I, context clues? No, what is it? No, I do know. Have you ever owned I watched, a car? St- I watched Scott Kramer on YouTube because the tires in the front and the tires in the back are tires subject. Tires in the front. Wow, the front. <laughs> the subject tires of different forces. Wow, for the night. When you come in, you're supposed to you're supposed to rotate the tires from the front to the back. To you're supposed to rotate them, and there's re- there's like because the weight of the car, the, there's a bunch of things. The wear of traction. Yeah, the and, wear. And yeah, so you're supposed tread. to when you come in. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> the first one of the things you should do is rotate the tires. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm right, right? Only because I watched Scotty Kramer on YouTube. He's been doing car repairs. For like forty years, and YouTube videos for like fifteen. Well, you only need to rotate the tires if you see there's a significant difference well, in the wear. They say that the when you come in, you should just rotate them regardless. And I kind of because I, I it depends on the car, it depends on the wear, it depends on the environment. Yeah, you know. So yes, I fucking understand. You didn't fucking think I'd do it because I live in New York and I don't have a fucking car. But fuck you. You're right. Yeah. You're right about all of that, and I. You're right about me underestimating you. So, why the fuck am I circumcised? Shit, maybe you needed your tires rotated. <laughs> like, anyway, I, I'm not, um, you. 
Honestly, with the heritage and stuff. I'm curious. I don't why. know why you're circumcised, and I think it's kind of weird that Whoa. you are. It just occurred to me because we live. We're in New York right now, and yeah. I'm from New York, and I was born in New York. And every everybody that I know from New York is like, yeah, the doctor said you should do that. But well, you like, gotta think the majority of doctors is that a New York thing? Because no. I always imagined it as a U.S. thing. Because even my goy friends are are circumcised. So you think it's the you think it's the I think the, it's, it's the cleaner. Well, okay. Here's what I actually think. I think that the prevalence of either Jewish or um. So you're trying to say that Jews control health health industry? Got you. I don't think they control the health industry. I think mm-hmm. they might have helped set some of the traditions for it. Mm-hmm. And so traditionally in the U.S., we circumcise our boys. And uh, personally, I didn't—I knew what I was getting into. Did you get moiled? Wait, how old were you? No, I was a baby. Like, I was still born. It Like, I'm part so you of the— knew. You said you knew. I'm I'm part okay. of God's chosen. So like we were gonna talk about masculinity, but now I'm on some whole other shit right now because we're talking about dicks. We're talking about consent right now because can you consent to that? And is it appropriate or okay for you to have been circumcised? I think one, I couldn't have consented to it, but two, it is okay. Due to the uh, religious and cultural implications of it. So it's okay for your parents to... Oh, I'm about to show my politics. Yeah. To mutilate you. To, like, not just... Um, not just swaddle you a certain way or even feed you a certain food, but to physically take a piece of the part of your body and physically harm you and take it off. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, if I were born with a tail, they'd probably take that off me, too. Mm, but should they? Should they? I don't know. But I'm asking. Because, well, like, should they have circumcised you? Like, do you feel like that, that was taken? You've never thought about it. It's when I think of circumcision, it's been one of the few ties to cultural Judaism that I've had, and so I've more valued it than uh, resented it because I feel like, well, one with the just diaspora of Jews in general, it's real hard to feel like you're a part of any cultural identity, and even in my situation where my mom was separated from her family enclave and uh, i'm about as distant of a jew as you can be while still retaining or feeling like i still have some sort of cultural connection to that to that uh either culture or faith i i I don't feel it tied to the faith so much and i know that i got circumcised because uh 3,000 years ago, God said to Abraham, hey, maybe you should cut dicks. Um, this is why I'm upset, because my sister was talking about, ah, oh, the episode, but masculinity's out the window. 
She's right. It's all about circumcision. Because here's the thing that's interesting. Because a lot of what you said is like a connection to your heritage, right? Because yeah. you would feel like that you weren't violated. Because even though you didn't consent by the time you were older, maybe you felt like there's some sort of connection between you and your heritage and your history, the people around you and your family, that uh, with the religiosity, all those things, right? Well, let me ask you that. I'm black. I'm a black American who doesn't have any of those things. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? Because I'm circumcised, but I don't have any of those, only those connections, right? And I couldn't have consented, you know? Yeah. And but I, at that time, your mom's the only one who can consent. My for mother you. was also a teenager, so. Mm, well, I mean, the, look, they said they said, "Do you want us to rotate the tires?" I'm still of the impression, and I, I honestly do not know if this is factual or unfactual. Can't wait to fucking say it's not. But I'm still of the impression that there's at least an ease to cleanliness. It's all right. Here's the analogy I'm gonna I'm I'm getting ready, getting ready to make. Because you're wrong. <laughs> okay, continue. Getting circumcised is kind of like. Getting your wisdom teeth removed if they're not impacted. Okay. I'm, I'm curious to see how this goes. Because, like, I got my wisdom teeth removed too. And they were, even the dentists were like, look, they don't look like they're going to be a problem, but, you know, they might grow in, they might get cavities. Um, we could pull them. Like, we're, we got plenty of equipment to pull them, they won't even have to be an issue. They might be an issue in the future. It's a it's a soft maybe. We could just pull them now and get the shit over with. And I said, put me under, yank them out. And again, that's me consenting. But I never had mine pulled. You never had your wisdom teeth pulled? And they never bothered me. <sighs> and the argument about cleanliness with that is very interesting because there's lots of studies I mean, I'm not gonna pull my phone out, my or my fucking tablet, or one of the computers here to fucking like look them up. But the cleanliness is overstated because one, uh, the risk of infection and harm that can happen to you, you're 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 taking a piece of skin, you're tearing it. Uh, it's gonna be blood. There can be infection. Well, that's why we have also, an old religious figure suck the blood out. <laughs> it happened to me in the hospital. Sepsis, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 bacterial infection is right. Wait, sepsis. I mean, Hel- <laughs> what is it called? Not sepsis. Fuck that. Well, I mean, I could get sepsis, but no, this is very Help unlikely. Help me, sepsis. I'm stuck. <laughs> What's the sepsis? Uh, I had a gunshot wound. Oh, uh, maybe uh, dysentery. No, no, sepsis. I don't fucking know jaundice. You know, it's like a common bacterial infection in hospitals. Can't remember the name of it. Whatever. Staff infection. Staff infection. Because it requires everyone who's working <laughs> yeah. to have to Just focus to on this shit. <laughs> cough right on you. Yep. No, but that's definitely one of the things that's a big issue is having anything like that happen in a hospital that causes extra harm. People will say, well, well, might cause harm. What harm? Oh, there might be un- some uncleanliness. Teach your children to clean themselves. Oh, when they're a baby, there can be irritation. 
You mean like the diaper rash when you don't change your baby enough or you don't maintain or make sure that they are uh, clean appropriately or use the correct kind of diaper or maybe used cream? Oh, so it sounds like the parents are lazy. And so instead they allow the doctor to cut off their fucking like literally a part of their child. Well, yeah, but if you want to use that argument, lazy parents also beat their children. So like if we're really... Well, I mean, my mother, like, I don't think my mother was particularly lazy, but she believes she had to hit me because the people around her were like, oh, yeah, that's what you have to do. Right. And in hindsight, that, it is lazy because, you know, it's either beat your kid until they're quiet and scared of you or spend the time to try to educate and, and deal with the fact that children aren't going right. to understand the gravity of the bad things that they do over time. So, like, there's a trade-off. Everything has its sacrifices, and honestly, I'm willing to sacrifice a foreskin. For everyone or just yourself? For me! How about going forward? Going forward? If you have a kid. If I have a kid? You and your partner? I'm not saying you're raw-dogging it, but if y'all was raw-dogging it... If I had a kid, and it's a boy, I'm gonna have him circumcised. Why? Just so his dick looks like my dick. Or... Even if they choose to not identify as a he, just just uh, their dick looks like my dick. So like that awkward time where like you know you're you're a child, you got to shower with your parents at one point. Do they look that different? Also, I never had that happen. But do they look that different? Yeah. Do they really though? Yeah. So seeing both, don't think they do. Mm, side by side comparison, they different. They only don't look different. But that makes you that makes you a lazy parent already. No, because you can't explain it. They only don't look different if they're hard. No, here's a, no I'm asking. It's just his question, right? Yeah. Are, then are you already a preemptively lazy parent? Yeah. Hell yeah. So you're going to... No, I, I will go on record as saying if I become a parent, I will take as many shortcuts to make sure I still Including create... Including them doing something that they're saying that the studies show might actually do psychological harm to them later? Because... Bitch, it we're Jewish. Them. We live in psychological harm. Oh, so you want to intentionally do harm because it happened to you? Trauma is part of being Jewish. I you weren't even religious. No, it's it's not. It's culture. So That's the, not part of the religious. The trauma part. is cultural. Yes. So here's a question. I'm not even fucking around, right? Because I'm like I'm a black. I'm I'm what they call an African descendant descendant of slavery, right? Mm-hmm. So does that mean that the systemic trauma and things like that that I deal with, right, should I intentionally or if not intentionally try to do it to my children, should I allow for them to suffer the same way that I did before I understood what systemic racism is? Should I allow them to have the same negative things happen to them or should I do better? I'm not, I'm not even fucking joking around because, like, you know... A lot of people that I know had their ears pierced. It caused them a lot of trauma. They didn't realize it because they were like fucking two years old. And they, they have memories of somebody coming at them with a fucking sharp needle, like doing harm to them. And it didn't occur to them or their parents spanking them when they were little. They're like, I remember when I was a kid in high school, like our parents who got their worst beatings. They was like, ha ha ha. My mother chased me around with a broomstick. And it's like, in hindsight, it's like, oh, this is actually very harmful knowing that you would probably be doing some sort of harm to your child. 
I would say it's no more harm than giving them their vaccination shots and like coming at them with the scissors to but snip the umbilical cord. The vaccination shot keeps them alive, and the scissors you don't need because the umbilical cord will fall off. So you don't need that. You don't need well, the scissors. Well, no, the umbilical cord will take like a couple of days before it falls off okay. unless you want to strip the entire placenta out all at the same okay. time. You, but you don't have to. And the thing is, is that people do choose not to, and there is a medical benefit to doing it because the child will come out, the child might be malnourished, the child might need like some sort of actual like help from the doctors. They can't fucking do it when they're still attached to your person, right? Right, right. You know, that's not the same because the vaccine keeps them alive. The not removing the, the umbilical cord might allow them to be alive, but the choice of circumcising them is an option that will do no harm to them if you don't. It'll only do harm to them if you're a shitty parent. Wait, it's only, what do you mean if you're a shitty parent? Are because you saying if just you don't fucking you... teach them to clean their fucking dicks, which by the way, there's also information that shows that like, that's not even a big deal because they're, and let, like, if you're going to get diaper rash, then you would get on then you would have that kind of irritation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's very little Well, I mean, unless you get shit in your urethra and then you got a male UTI. But you would have that issue regardless. That's just mm, No, because it funnels shit into your no, urethra. It doesn't because it would cut it literally the foreskin is tight around the opening of the urethra. No, that's the only place it's loose around. It that's not for everyone. Not only is it not for everyone. Wait, what, even if can I say something? If they're circumcised, guess what? It's open, and they can get it. It also, it's still gonna be in the diaper. Yeah, but it's not gonna be funneling shit. You into ever been the... inside of a baby's diaper? Was the last time you fucking changed a baby? I'm not fucking any babies. I've, yes, it was the last time you fucking changed a baby. I don't. I don't associate I have. with children. I have. It's everywhere. Uncircumcised babies. It doesn't matter the circumcised. You know why? They were circumcised, but guess what? The poop was everywhere. Because it gets in there, and when they're kids, it's runny. Yeah. So it's it going to be everywhere. It is going to be everywhere. Yeah, I, tearing you apart. There, you, there, is, there is no reason. Now, if you said, because you made the, 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 you were like, oh, you because of the social and the historical context with the religion and the cultural things with your family, right? Yeah. It might make some sense because... Well, that's you, what I mean by I want them to have the same kind of dick as me. But not. It has nothing to do with like wanting to teach them how to clean their dick. It's just like... Else? Fuck how everybody you, else. I'm, I'm, I'm your family. Question. How do you feel about... Because the reason why it's, you know, continually going on is because of that. So why? what about everybody else? It's legit a Mufasa Simba kind of thing. It's like, look at, look at everything the light touches will be yours one day type shit and that light is touching the tip of my dick because there's no goddamn foreskin there does here's a question i'm not fucking around does you not having a foreskin make you because this is one of the reasons we're talking about this is because it's like hanukkah we did a hanukkah episode last year but it's hanukkah time right <laughs> it's hanukkah time hanukkah or shanukkah <laughs> it's chanukah joe day chanukah joe day um did you feel more connected because that's not there because you probably would still feel the same. You're not fucking religious. 
you live in New York, you smoke the cannabis, you date a fucking goy, you know, is it possible that That's you... That's everything Moses did. <laughs> his, ex, his ex-girlfriend, Rachel. Yeah, like, he saw God through a burning bush, like... Oh, shit, what was the bush? <laughs> it was fire crotch. You're gonna... T- it was weed. He was burning weed. Oh, shit. He was smoking a ganja in the Afghan Kush Mountains. Is there a thing? I don't know about this, but like when it comes to masculinity and Judaism and stuff like that. Oh, I got opinions. I'm the, curious the, hit, about Hit the, me with your question well, and I'll try to. Because like <laughs> the entirety of my knowledge about people who are Jewish are from people who are a-religious Jews in New York, which they just act like regular white people, except for on certain holidays or when they're in a like situation where they think it's funny and they're just like, oh yeah, I'm a Jew. And then the other <laughs> the other time, Oi. the other times are <laughs> when I've listened to or read versions of Everything is Illuminated by Jonathan Safran Foer, who is a Jewish person, and they turned it into a movie. But the audiobook is awesome. And, and the entirety I know about Jewish people is from those two examples. <laughs> you know? How do you live in New York and that's the no, no, entirety of no, what no, you know about Jewish people? The, Jewish masculinity. The traditional or Hasidic Jews in New York don't associate with me. Everyone else who would, they act like white Americans. But, like, when they get drunk, they're like, oh, I'm a Jew also, by the way. But, like, they don't fucking, you know, like, they're, no one who wears yarmulke associates with me, and they won't. Well, that's because the ones who don't are in hiding. <laughs> like, legit, the ones who don't are passing, and... It's true. We are kind of frustrated with the ones who aren't passing who are also being super spreaders and making the rest of us look like fucking dirty plague rats. Now, Jonathan Safran Four and everything is illuminated, right? This character, because everything illuminated the book and the movie, he goes because he's going to Russia to find like his family, right? To find like his grandmother, right? No, he's going to the Ukraine. He's going to Ukraine, you know? And so what happens is, is that when he goes there, like, oh, you know, you meet your vegetarian from New York, but he's portrayed by Elijah Wood in the movie and by, I don't know the name of that, the person who does the narration of the audiobook, but both, both uh, portrayals are quote-unquote effeminate, mm-hmm. right? And even in when they do the past in the book, when they represent the people who are in the show and they're going to, like, the fucking, they're going to, uh, you know, they're going to temple and stuff like that. They present them as being more feminine than what you, like, which is what is quote unquote accepted in modern, uh, you know, fucking entertainment. And so I always wonder about the, the, what masculinity means to traditional Jewish people or to the Jewish community because they sound quote unquote effeminate as compared to what everyone would perceive them as. In my, I mean, I don't give a shit because apparently, except for on the po- except for on the podcast, in which apparently I sound like a fucking man. In real life, I've been beaten up my whole life and mocked for having an effeminate voice or behaviors or things like that. But in media, you know, they always show Jewish men as waspy and no, effeminate. Uh, Jewish men can't be waspy. Wasps are waspy. <laughs> they're wispy. Uh, they're, yeah. But wasp, because wa- 
like wasps are like, hi, my name is Chad Michelson. Yeah, right. He's they're wispy. Yeah, they're like little, you know. Or if not wispy, they're. I'm the they're, gatekeeper. I'm the key master. The, they're, they're, yeah. they're the trolley. They're like, don't, don't come in here without a passport or whatever the fuck. I, I, they're cantankerous. If anything, they all, they, you know, like Jewish masculinity comes from frustration and like. What's the name of the Jewish guy who's a fucking child molester? Uh, Woody, Woody Allen, that guy. Jeffrey Epstein. Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Right? Isn't it? Yeah, Woody Allen. Was right. he a child molester Wait. or just an incestor? Uh, I think no, a little both, bit of both, both, both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little um, column A, little, little column B. Because uh, you know, like I think a lot of those characters are like portrayed after him, like. The big ring glasses, the skinny, like little shorts. There's there's a neuroticism yes. that's associated with Judaism. Here's here's what I think. Here's my opinion. Jews are an ancient Mediterranean group, ethnicity, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And in that same group, you also have Arabs, um, Italians, Romans. Spanish, um, Egyptians, a lot of other places that in antiquity were much more militaristically dominant at any given point. So, like, the phrase bellicosity comes to mind when you think of, like, Rome or Italy. There's a certain machismo of, like, battle and warrior and, like, yeah, you know, I, I got the muscles. Like, that's the kind of vibe. Adrian. Adrian. Oh, yo, I'm the Italian Stallion. Um, I only beat you because I'm upset with you. I love you. I love you, baby. I was watching Sopranos. He's, he, she, she told the FBI he fucking choked the shit out of her. He's like, I'm sorry. I loved you. I love you. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just sorry upset. you made me do this to you. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, you know, the emotions. I don't know how to process. But, like, so a lot of these cultures in ancient times and in classical times survived because they were able to just kind of bully their elbow room into the into the world stage um whereas Jews and other um sects of of cultures and ethnicities in the same region uh were able to survive based on savviness or like uh, like business and so, like, the niches that these cultures found, whether it was, like, there was, I forget what the, the it's not Phoenician, but it's another, like, sailing ancient civilization tribe that was known for specifically sailing behind um, Greek and Roman uh, fleets and would go and basically, after battles collect any survivors and sell them into slavery and because armies and other societies needed slaves they didn't attack these people because business mm -hmm. is business and so like savviness and that's just kind of the, the so it's kind of the antithesis to traditional masculinity because you have we the, had to survive using alternative because yeah. you have the cultures that are like they flourished because they're like, oh, we have big armies. They got we murder, we, comp we conquer. Well, and then they build their sense of masculinity, mm -hmm. and they 
perpetuate. They say this is what the mm-hmm. sense of masculinity. But is. we need the dumb. We need the dumb usurers to help us understand what the numbers mean. Well, exactly. Like when you look at any just fucking mob movie, like Goodfellas or something. There's always a Jew accountant. Of course, yeah, yeah, because they're all so buff and they're so with the machismo, and they but, know how to talk the talk. They know how to speak the lingo, but you know they also know their place. Because it was so interesting. Because that's why I think that like the idea of masculinity, or you know, is interesting. Because I've been thinking about this a lot in regards to me and masculinity and how we all perceive or try to understand this, which is that. Masculinity exists societally, and there is good and bad masculinity. Masculinity, the way we use the language in English, just means like kind of like a dominant force. It's like it's like a dominant. It could be assertive, but it doesn't have to be angry, violent, or even loud. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can be the usurer. You know, Yankel H, but in Everything is limited. They only used for, you know, like, Yonkel H, and, you know, he's the usurer. He's still masculine. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be big and strong. Well, because masculinity, I think, in at least Western, well, I'd say on a, on a mainstream world stage, masculinity is associated with leadership. Well, that's what we call, I mean, that is Western. Like, yeah, it's like, it's like if you're, if, if you're masculine, is leadership. That's what it's perceived as. But that's not really true. Because uh, I think it's there, there's a lot of countries that have, uh, you know, uh, 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 feminine or uh, cis women who are like the prime ministers. Or well, the yeah, now. But I mean, I think traditionally speaking, in both a sense of in, in both the Eastern and Western hemispheres, you tend to see there's a association of masculinity with dominance, aggression, and therefore leadership. And out of those associations, you get certain toxic and and just antisocial behaviors, um, whereas femininity is then associated with, um, I guess, domesticity and... Um, s- not inferiority, but subordination. I mean, I think it's interesting because, I mean, you say not, but that's the perception of well, you, well, almost that, like the people who don't but do the, inferiority, the thing that create, environment, that create the world we live in. The inferiority, I think, would be kind of sim- would be analogy to the toxicity that comes out of that definition because the definition isn't explicitly inferior. It's more explicitly subordinate Mm -hmm. but because of the subordination their role is inferior where i i i was i would argue that subordination doesn't necessarily devalue the individual it just is a change in the power structure now you're talking kink because so one one thing is like of course remember yahweh uh his consort the the his, his consort in uh in original so, like, there's a lot of historians. They go back and they look uh the changes before Christianity really took hold, right? And Yahweh is well known for having a consort. Wait, before Christianity or for, for Judaism? Before Christianity. Okay. Right, you know, because when Christianity really took hold, 
they took control of history. And they did a lot to change and to masculinize, I guess would be not a word, but the word I would make up now to use for this situation. Yeah. Uh, to butch up. To, to butch up <laughs> the, 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 the Old and New Testament to make it something that really like suits uh, modern day, right? Yeah. But Yahweh is a good example of having a female consort who was an equal. Right. And this is something that we see in history for, you well, know. And you see that in a lot of pantheon religions too, mm-hmm. like Hinduism. And even. I mean, Zeus is an asshole. Hera, Hera is the real strength. She's the one who keeps his ass in check. Well, actually, Artemis is the one that we really are like. I mean, she, <laughs> she the babe. Artemis is the Artemis the god. Art, she's mm. <laughs> welcome to Ebro in the morning with Artemis, Artemis the god. I can see Artem- it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no, I, it's it's interesting because you know femininity. The language is funny, but we're we're speaking English right now. Femininity is strength. Ah, first of all. Even in the most bigoted sense, was like that women who give birth and they're in the home, that's the harder job. Or, you know, like, uh-huh. I'm just saying, I don't know if I had to pick. I mean, when you were warmongering and stuff like that, I guess, but technically the people who also had more value at that time were start, well, still the people who gave birth to the children. Well, so this is kind of interesting there's a historical event that's i forget what the name of the painting is the great circumcision close um it's the rape of fuck i forget which tribe it was but it ref- it's there, there's the rape a rape of shavi no it refers to the before rome was established as a city when it was still in its tribal mm-hmm. civilization infrastructure whatever um, not the Etruscans, but one of the other tribes in the area, basically Rome, or this was still like Romulus mm-hmm. Rome, uh, went and led, led a hunting party to basically go and kidnap a bunch of women so that they could bring them back so that they could start making more people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like that's, that's the way. Femininity was made inferior or was subordinated while still being given intrinsic value. I mean, yeah, of, of course. And I, I think it's super funny, too, because people always talk about uh, the Romans, right? And they're like, ah, like bigots, like, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, race is a right. We want to care about race now. Because back in the day, the Romans, they didn't care about race, right? I mean, I mean they cared about class. But they did care about race. But they care about race also. But they did have, but because of the way they, they had means of upward mobility. Yes, but you know who was not really equal were women. Word. That's that. That's the thing about it that always killed me. It's like, like you know, biggest like, oh well, the Romans, and it's like that's not also true. But also, even if there was possibility for men, honestly, in the entire Earth. You know, people like, well, you know, in the Middle East and uh, 1770s or in uh, before the biblical times or before Muhammad walked the earth. The truth is, is one of the few big uh, political events in the United States of America that really mattered worldwide is suffrage. Women's suffrage really had a huge impact globally. 
Yeah. I mean, but it also wouldn't have gotten to the point where it is if it weren't for English suffrage. 100%. I, but they, they did it first. They did it first. Then Brody Brits. But we did it better. Well. Well. That's one of the few things I'm like. That's because we had to teach women to, like, use Krav Maga and shit. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like because we were at, you know, what really happened, which really made women really valuable, is like we were at war and we we're like, well, we need everybody because we're going to win this shit. So it's like. Y'all can help, too. Y'all can't really be there, but, like, y'all could help. Well, we were at war, but we said we couldn't be at war with women and also need women to fight <laughs> another war at the same time, so... Do you feel like a man, Chandler? Do I feel like a man? Yeah. Yeah? I, I say that with a question mark, because, like... Because I feel like you're a little bro -y. Cause we have like we have few minutes left before we wrap up. I feel like you're a little broy, and I. What do you mean define broy? So this is why I asked because. And is that bad? Well, it depends because in the ways that I sit here broy, I'm not gonna lie. I think is somewhat of my own insecurity because the way that you act with your friends sometimes. Actually, I don't have relationships with men that are like that. You know, so the the things you see on the movies are like oh. Bro, dude, bro, they act like this. And they're like, yeah, high you five, know, forearm flex. You know, but when you're like, we check each other's poops. And it's like, that's, <laughs> that's you know. Wait, you mean that's not what bros on TV? <laughs> but like, you know, and I was talking to someone and we were here and I was like, hey, you know, they were like, I don't, they were like, I don't really feel super comfortable with like super masculine people. I'm comfortable around you. And I'm like. I'm joking around, but like, but I'm like, look at the masculine things I do. I got the video games. I like the mixed martial arts. But I think that just, I have those interests. And well, I think the oh, – sorry to cut you no, off. No, no, no. But I'm going to do it anyway. Okay, I think Daddy. the <laughs> intention – intention is everything when it comes in to interests and how you construct your masculinity. If your interests are genuine and, like, say, you, like, we both like mixed martial arts, yeah. and that's a relatively masculine thing, but, like... But is it, though? Because Ronda Rossi and fucking Holly Holm and fucking, um, oh, shit. Well, uh, I think... Latina, Latina, uh... Oh, you're fuck. talking about... The, oh. the best fucking... You're mix... talking about the Brazilian. Yes, fuck. Oh, my Jesus God. Now fucking, I Literally can't. the best Oh, my fucking... God. Why did you do this to me? <laughs> What have you done? I literally cannot fucking remember. And then, like, the fucking... Amanda Nunes. Amanda Nunes, oh, who fuck. Holly Holm came out of retirement and actually lost their last match, but they were hoping that they were going to win, that she was going to win. So she could fight Amanda Nunes, who has been absolutely dominant. So even that's not really masculine, you know, because what, is, what does that even fucking mean? Well, so here's what I would say. The aspect of bellicosity that entrenches... MMA and especially UFC, like what was the other one? Fucking Bellator. Yeah, Bellator. Where, yeah, where yeah. they were like in one in one fighting championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That aspect of it is immediately associated with traditional Western masculinity, strictly because even if you were the most femme woman going into the ring, you're still going to be immediately butched by association. I mean, let's talk the history. The only reason why women's MMA is as big as it is is because Holly Holm and Ronda Rousey were doing a fight for another another organization, and Dana White saw it and was like, "This 
could make money. And when he booked them on UFC, what happened was is that the the channel was like, "Hey, we'll let you do this, but this is not if this doesn't draw, then we're not going to do this." And they drew like two hundred thousand pay per view buys, which is huge, except for a UFC, I think one hundred. Which is like fucking four hundred thousand like pay per view buys or Holy something shit. like that. Like it's ridiculous. It's like fucking crazy. Other than like you know Ronda Rousey, Holly Ronda Rousey was a huge fucking draw. Amanda Nunes, uh, Chris Cyborg, and 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 like the, you're right. Like the intrinsic everything that surrounds it is perceived as like this masculine thing. But like, but that's know, what I mean. Like in our intent in enjoying it. But who's the biggest fucking names in MMA? Fucking Connor, I punch old men in the face, McGregor, and fucking John, I beat women and do drugs and fucking get arrested all the time, Jones. Right? No, but who are our favorites in it? I mean, my fucking favorite. I mean, uh, so you got Paige Van Zant, who is fine as fuck, was an AEW, who's one of the top MMA fucking fighters. Okay, she be. Paige Van Sant got an OnlyFans. She be fucking modeling, and she be fucking in the fucking in the octagon, whooping fucking ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like fucking Amanda Nunez be out there. She got her fucking partner. You know, who this cute ass woman? She be having her with her. She be out there fucking beating all this ass. She just fucking you know? whooping shit. What's the what's the other the light uh, lightweight um, dude with the fuck the anime kid? Oh fuck ah. Oh. De, uh, Ayo, no. I can't remember. Ayo, no, fuck. I can't remember. Oh, my brain is broken right now. Listen, this is not an MMA podcast. So I don't fucking remember. If you were talking casually, I'd be down. But, like, not right now. Because I'm making an ass of myself. But, no, yeah, like, I, you know. But, like, the characters that we enjoy in this and the I mean, reasons. I also like Conor McGregor and John Jones. But, like, fuck, but they're like, good fighters. But they're pieces of shit. So I don't like them. Exactly. You like it for the fight. Yeah, like and I want to see them get their asses beat also a little bit. I think that that's a side of masculinity that isn't necessarily toxic. <laughs> and I think that's that's what's I'm I'm okay if you call me a dude bro, whatever you think, but I just want you to know that it comes from a place of just genuine interest and not like it's it's not me donning some some trope of masculinity in order to try to uh, convince other people I'm more masculine than I am. Like I like fishing. I don't like hunting. That that's my line. I, I was talking about you the other day, actually, and I was saying, Chandler, I was like, because you're younger than me, you know, and I'm like, I feel like we're I feel like we begin become very close, and I was Aww. like, you know, um, I was like, you know. Chandler's like way masculine or whatever, but like if I ever say he ever says anything that I don't agree with, which you do sometimes, you have discussions, but I don't think it's malicious at all. Cause I feel like at the root of who you are, you're like a kind, empathetic, awesome person. So like if we ever have even one second of like a disagreement or a different opinion, I don't right, think it's like oh I think every baby should get their dick cut off. I know, right? Just straight the whole thing. All of it. And then fucking cauterize. Is that actually more <laughs> feminist than anything? <laughs> just from the base. That's not good. That's bad. That's Wait, toxic. That's, that's toxic femininity. Andrew. Oh man. Which just I don't. I don't I'm not trying to perpetuate. I'm just saying you're not supposed to. Just a know. pair of lawn loppers and no baby dicks. Fucking men. Just. 
<laughs> I was trying to explain. Dude, three in a row. I was trying to explain to someone recently. <laughs> you ever wondered how bonus? They make, you ever wonder how they make Vienna sausages in the can? <laughs> oh my fucking! Oh lord! Well, uh, before we wrap up, I say I was watching House, and so the first three seasons, and then the last four seasons, they revisited in the last two seasons a few storylines. So, in the first season, there was someone who was intergender. And <laughs> they were just like, the person was like, I can't believe that I have a... Like, they were like... Wait, were they like... Uh, so, I'm going to give you an example trans Or like mid-transition? No, no, were they, they were inter no, intergender, not transgender, not... Like, they were just intergender. So, they were born and they present as, but then they went to the hospital. It's like they have testicles on the inside of them. So, in this one... Wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna tell you the story, okay? So but I'm curious. The girl it just, it, is 15 years old, okay? And she's like a model, right? You know, House spends the whole episode fucking talking about how hot she is, which is also weird. But then she, the whole episode happens. It turns out that her father was like fucking her, okay? Oh jeez. And then it turns out that she has testicles that are like instead of ovaries because she's intergender, right? And then. <laughs> So like undescended, yeah, that could, yeah, that happens. So like you know, yeah. so like they have a, you know, but they don't have ovaries or anything like that because not where ovaries would be is not testicles, but like they have no ovaries, but they also have in their a scrotum, like a scrotum on the inside, and they can't bear, they don't have a womb, and uh, so it's not like hermaphroditic, which is not no, you're not supposed to say that. That's not intergender. That's what that is. No, intergender. But, but, no, that's what intergender is. That's what intergender is. Well, yeah, what about having both? That's in, that's also that's intergender. also yes. intergender. Let's be safe and say yes, because it doesn't matter. Because you you can because intersectional is being like is uh, being open to an understanding more than one different thing, right? So intersexes can be the same. Uh -huh. I think the other one with the H might not be appropriate. But the, but it doesn't matter because the main point of the episode at the end was House was like, oh, like the person was like, no, look at me. I'm a girl. See, look at me. And like tore the shirt open. It's like, ah. So they had like a gender panic. Right. So they had a gender panic because mm -hmm. even though they look completely traditionally feminine and they identify as a woman and they just have like a, a minor surgery because they had they had testicular cancer. But like the testicles are all the way inside of them that they didn't know. It's not mm. a they could just get it removed. That happens. Right. But like <laughs> the main thing that's crazy is House was like, Oh, so you're not gonna fuck her anymore because she's a boy, are you? And the father was like distressed because the fucking daughter he was molesting was actually a boy. And the fucking daughter is fucking, you know, having a gender panic because they found out that they also have boy parts. And it's just like this That's is, a lot. <laughs> this is where we fucking live in. Because these things don't matter. Gender, identity matters. But I don't give a fuck. You know what does matter? Likes, comments, comments and subscriptions. subscriptions. Oh, that's so well like, Don't you like that fucking... It's that was like, a good transition. It's like, oh, let's talk about gender identity and the things that matter. It's like, yeah, you matter. And also, don't forget to... Follow us on anchor.fm forward slash we're done in good taste. Yeah. Yeah, that that's all the that's all the things. Yeah, or follow you on uh Oh on at, uh, uh, Instagram at C underscore underscore honey. When was the last time you posted something? 
Oh, like months ago. Uh huh. Or me at uh. Well, I'm I'm boycotting Meta. Via Instagram. You're meta gaming meta. I'm meta gaming meta. Got you. Well, I'm not because. Oh, mean, look at the slut over well, here! Look at this guy. Somebody has to post the podcast places and where's, advertise it. Well, where's a where's Facebook's aux cord? Let me just. Oh. <laughs> Uh, you know, you can follow me at uh, Art of Giving Up. Or, of course, you can always shoot us an email at wasn'tingoodtaste at gmail.com. And also, also, I always say anchor.fm forward slash wasn'tingoodtaste. But when you go there, you know what you see? Anchor.fm backward slash? Forward slash. Oh, it is forward slash. Okay. What the fuck is wrong? I don't know. You just said, what do you see? You're like, there was going to be some sort of big mix up. No. Backslash. Yes. Backslash? Whatever slash is the normal one that you see. <laughs> well, that's the one with the top hat from Guns N' Roses. They don't that's win. the most frequent <laughs> slash. Um, when you go there, you know what you see? You see a button that says, it says more sources. You click it, you know what you see? You see all the places you can listen to us to. So you can see us at acre.fm forward slash wasn't a taste or on iTunes, Spotify. Or- Anchor, Stitcher, name a thing, Pocket Cast, all the things were there. And uh, you got uh, you got any last words? Anchor.fm. The best <laughs> ship is friendship. The <laughs> F is for friends who do things together. U, U is, is for, for ukulele. Oh, oh. Right, that's the second. That's the third verse. Fuck, you're right. Because then the let me hit the verse. second one. <laughs> U is for uranium <laughs> bombs. <laughs> um. Uh yeah. Uh, uh Thank you for listening to the Was That in Good Taste. My name has been Chandler Phillips. For the rest of the night, his name will be JB and uh uh drinking is not required. But it is recommendido. Oh, you remembered it. Oh wait, I have a I have a Oh, that's not the that's not the right button. That's cuz you don't get any laughs. Oh. Oh fuck, I completely forgot that. We had, all right. That's, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. Can I say that was real oh. fucking masculine of us to fucking jump the gun? We came too fast, too hard, too quick. But that's just the masculine style, you know. Gotta be quick, be first, and then be tired afterwards. Make sure your partner's not enjoying themselves. <laughs> you know, it's about getting minds and making sure everyone else can, you know, suck a nut. Arr, arr, arr. It's the dog. <laughs> oh. You're muted.